Hey everybody, I'm Andy Hamilton of Track Wrestling coming to you from downtown Waterloo, Iowa at the National Wrestling Hall of Fame Dan Gable Museum. I'm joined again this week by our rankings virtuoso, David Mirakatani. Welcome back, David. Glad to be here. Merry Christmas, man. Hope you had a good holiday. Yeah, yeah, it was good. How about yourself? It was good. I actually spent a lot of time talking to people about the rankings and stuff, but that's what happens when you grow up in a wrestling family. So, uh, you know, it sort of took some time off, but we're still talking about things like this. And um, my mom and dad are actually going to the scuffle this weekend, so kind of told them a few things to keep an eye out for. So that's what happens when you grow up with a dad who's a college wrestling coach. Well, the latest track wrestling rankings are out. Huge changes. Well, maybe not huge changes. (laughs) Yeah, David made a much, couple right? adjustments. Yeah, David made a couple adjustments at 125 and 133 after Missouri's duels last week with Appalachian State and Kent State. Everything else remained the same. So we're going to spend this week's show breaking down the brackets at the Midlands and the Southern Scuffle. Are you are you ready for this, David? It's literally this weekend or this week. The the qualifying week and the Nationals week are my three favorite weeks of the year to talk about wrestling. So I'm super excited to talk about this stuff. Well, let's get going with it. We'll start with the Midlands at 125 pounds. And we've got the ranked guys there that you'll be be seeing on the mat this week or expect to be seeing on the mat this week. Number one, Thomas Gilman of Iowa. Number six, Tim Lambert of Nebraska. Number 16, Josh Terrell of American. Number four, Freddie Rodriguez of SIU Edwardsville. Uh, number 23, Brown Fleetwood of Central Michigan. Uh, Brandon Jeske of Old Dominion. He's been on and off the map this year. He came back last week. His uh, comeback lasted about 30 seconds before he had an injury default. But uh, so, so his status uncertain. What are the main things you're looking at at 125 pounds at the Midlands, David? Well, Gilman will be, I would, I think it's pretty safe to say he'll be the one seed. Lambert will be the two. Terrell will be the three. And then it'll be interesting to see how they seed four, five, six. And, you know, with all respect to the other guys, it sure looks like a Gilman Lambert final. A uh, little sad, there's no Josh Rodriguez, no Elijah Oliver, no Ronnie Bresser, even though their schools are there. And that would have made this bracket a lot deeper. I think. You know, really, the question is, will Gilman, you know, can he bonus his way all the way through to the finals? Um, I literally, I just spoke to Coach Snyder from uh, Nebraska a couple hours ago, so maybe a little recency bias, but I was looking at some of Nebraska's guys in here, and they're going to be seated pretty high in a lot of weights, and this is one where they can punch through to the finals and really kind of be in a position where if they were to pull a huge upset, really help themselves with the rankings and possible seedings at nationals. Moving on to 133 pounds. Uh, we don't expect to see Corey Clark there, but uh, without the number one guy in the country, still a really deep weight. Uh, number three, Zane Richards. Number four, Eric Montoya. Number five, Seth Gross. Number seven, Dom Force. Uh, number 13, Earl Hall. Number 22, Tyson Dippery. Number 16, Sean Faust. Uh, number 19, Cameron Kelly. Who do you expect to see when this thing is all said and done? Who, who do you expect to see in the finals, David? Well, and you and I have both been around a long time, so seating committees don't always do the way, you know, way rankings do. And, you know, we have guys ranked, you know, in slightly different spots than other sources, but 
I think Zane will be one, Montoya two, Gross three, Force four, and Hall five. And I'll be interested to see where six, seven, eight shakes out because they'll all draw in obviously one, two, or three. The you know Earl Hall is probably as dangerous as a five seed as you're going to see in this tournament, and you know, he's certainly got the stuff to you know make the finals. Zane's really steady. He's from like an hour from where I live, and just a really tough kid. And I think Montoya Gross is really interesting because, you know, Montoya is, you know, straight ahead, rides you hard, really, really fundamental guy. You know, Gross is really comfortable when you grab his leg, especially if your head's on the inside. And he's gotten really good with that tilt series working with AJ Shop. So, I mean, if, if it goes to chalk, it's going to be Richards against Holler Fours in one semi and, and Gross Montoya. And I think, yeah, and you can watch all these matches on track wrestling. I'd definitely be worth taking some time out to watch those semifinals for sure. Looking at 141 pounds, you got number three, Matt, Matthew Kolodzik of Princeton, number five, Kevin Jack of North Carolina State, number six, Anthony Ashnault of Rutgers, number nine, Colton McChrystal of Nebraska, number 20, Luke Pletcher of Ohio State, number 19, Joey Palmer of Oregon State, Number 25, Kyle Springer of Eastern Michigan. Some other guys like Gabe Marino possibly in there. Mike Longo of Oklahoma. A lot of these guys at the top, we've already seen go head-to-head. We've seen Kolodzik uh, and Ashnault go down to the wire. Kolodzik wins on a late takedown. Um, McChrystal has wrestled Kolodzik. McChrystal's wrestled Colton, uh, Kevin Jack. Um you know, we're going to see possibly round two of a lot of these. Or is there one in particular that you, you really want to see here? Well, I think Jack wrestled Ashnault as well, I think, because um, I think that was one of the things that influenced our rankings. Yep. So, yeah, you're right. There's a ton of rematches here. I, I think Kalajic is really, you know, if if Joey McKenna hadn't started number two, and Dean Heil hadn't started number one, and they deserve to be where they are. Don't get me wrong, but Kalodzik's probably had the best first half of the year of anybody in the country at that way in terms of being undefeated and who he's wrestled. And he's a freshman, and he's from a non-traditional power, so you know I think that gives people maybe some pause, but that kid is legit. And then Luke Pletcher. I think what, how Luke Pletcher does here, it only doesn't dictate what will happen in March, but if he can – Russell, if he can somehow crack that top four and place, you know, in that top four, I think that bodes really well for Ohio State. You know, we we ranked him at 20, um, you know, but he's got a lot of upside. And I think you and I like those guys that are ranked at the bottom with upside, and he just hasn't wrestled at 41 yet. And, you know, he's getting thrown right into the fire. And it's, I think it's just him and Miles Martin coming from Ohio State. So this kid's clearly – searching out competition, which alone says a lot for him. I, if if he wrestle, if it's seated where he gets Ashnault in the quarters, I mean, really, it doesn't matter if he gets Ashnault, Jack, McChrystal, or Kalatic in the quarters. I mean, we, he's going to find out real quick where he is. And if he's able to beat any of those guys on the front side or back side, that does a lot for Ohio State in terms of rankings and, and possible team points at Nationals. So I'll be interested to watch him. The rematches generally, I think, will be they're closer the second time around. They're less scoring. So I think they will be very, very calculated, uh, you know, chess-like matches. But those are fun to watch for guys like me that are dorks that like to watch that stuff. So it'll be fun. 
At 149 pounds, we've got a bunch of ranked guys here. we got number two, Brandon Sorensen of Iowa, the defending Midlands champion. He won last year in sudden victory over Jason Sertzis. Number six, Justin Oliver, Central Michigan. Number seven, Alfred Bannister of Maryland. Uh, number 14, Ken Theobald from Rutgers. Number 16, Steve Bleese, Northern Illinois. Number 15, Joey Delgado of Oregon State. Number 24, Andrew Crone of Wisconsin. Number 20, Jordan Laster of Princeton. And number 19, Davion Jeffries of Oklahoma. Sorensen certainly looks like the favorite on paper here, David. What do you what do you see this weight? How do you see it shaking out? Uh, who could you see maybe stepping up and, and giving him a run for his money? I think you're right. I think he's the favorite. And, I, you know, it, it may not be that close on paper. I'm interested in watching Bannister wrestle. He had a really good Southeast Open, but, you know, it was a month and a half ago. He's a guy, he seems like a very high-ceiling guy. He's undefeated. We have him ranked a little higher than some of the other places do, but we feel like, based on his season so far, that that's deserved. And, you know, we'll see if he can run the gauntlet through, you know, if, if the brackets kind of go the way we have him seated, he'd wrestle Blees in the quarters and uh, Oliver in the semis. And, you know, if he beats those guys, he deserves to be where he is or, you know, loses close when Oliver takes third. And then Arizona State's bringing uh, not only Maruka, who we have at 22, but also Pagdaleo. So it'll be interesting to see. I'm sure they're trying to figure out who's going to wrestle better, who they're going to wrestle the second half of the year. This weight's super deep. I mean, super deep, 10 top 25 guys. So I think, you know, if you place in the top four here, you're a legitimate podium threat, at least around a 12 guy at nationals. So. It feels like it's Sorensen, you know, versus the field, but the Baby J performance is probably the thing I'll be watching the most. Going ahead to 157 pounds, it's going to be interesting to see how this gets seeded. You've got uh, number four, Tyler Berger in Nebraska, number five, Michael Kimmer of Iowa, who had uh, – Pretty strong showing last year at 149 pounds as a true freshman when he finished fifth. Uh, number seven, Clayton Ream of North Dakota State. Number eight, Colin Heffernan of Central Michigan. Number 13, DeWaylon Barnes of Oklahoma. Number 16, B.J. Claggan of Ryder. Number 21, Josh Shields of Arizona State. Possibility that we might also see Jason Sertzis back in this weight. Uh David, what do you see? How do you see this this shaking out? How do you see them seeding this? Uh, first of all, do you do you think that uh, uh, you know based on what you've seen out of the Midlands in the past, who do you think will get the number one seed? I, I really don't know. And you know we you know we're we're going through this, and you know we prep for this call, and we've got brackets drawn up so we can talk about it. And if people could see the bracket, the one, two, and three line, I'll say Burger slash Kemmer slash Reams because. They're all undefeated. I think they all have a good argument. Um, you know, Reem, Berger had the best year last year at Nationals, round, you know, around a 12 guy. Reem was, I think, around a 16 or 24. He's from St. Louis. I actually coached that kid on a high school all-star team. He's a tough, tough kid. Bumped up from 49 last year. Kemmer obviously had a great redshirt year, but no performance at Nationals because he did redshirt. But how they see this is really going to determine some interesting matchups and where they see Jason Sertzis is going to be really interesting. I mean, I would guess he'll probably get seated fifth, if I were to guess. But I don't know. I mean, he could get seated 
I, I just don't know. I mean, you know, he was a national champion at one point. He's got the most credentials of anybody in this wave, and he went to Northwestern. I don't know if any of those things have any bearing on the seating committee, but the matchups here are all over the place, and I think whoever wins this weight will be a legit top-four dude for sure. I think, you know, Iowa, Kemmer's kind of one of those guys that people don't have a lot of questions about, but they kind of want to see how high his ceiling is. I mean, 57 feels like it's Nolf and everybody else, and if he were able to win this weight, I think I would feel like, okay, well, we potentially have a finalist here. You know, it's probably between him, Joe Smith, and Palacio at Nationals. So um, I think it's really an interesting way. I'd be very curious to see what the seeds are. Going ahead to 165 pounds, we're not seeing Isaac Jordan uh, on the early entry list, which which is a little bit unfortunate. We were hoping to see possibly, a, you know, an Isaiah Martinez, Isaac Jordan showdown there, one versus three. Uh, but uh, certainly a ton of top wrestlers in this weight as well. You know, we mentioned Isaiah Martinez, a two-time defending national champion, uh, number one from Illinois, number nine, Clark Glass of Oklahoma, number 11, Anthony Valencia of Arizona State, got Chad Walsh of Ryder, who's ranked eighth, uh, number 16, Selden Wright of Old Dominion, number 18, Deshaun Campbell of Pitt, uh, Alex Marinelli, number 22 from Iowa. We haven't seen him since the opening weekend of the season where he won the Grandview Open. Waiting to see what Iowa does there. I think this is going to be a pretty good barometer for where uh, he stacks up and and possibly what the Hawkeyes do here. Tom Brands talked a little bit about that, uh, you know, during his, his meeting with the media this week. Um, you know, there's no secret that he's in the conversation. And, you know, we'll see. He won't be out of redshirt at the Midlands, but it will be an indicator. And more than that is not whether or not he's capable, but whether or not he wants to do it and we need him to do it. And it seems like um, every year we talk about, you know, whether you pull a redshirt on a guy and that's there's three, you know, qualifying, you know, bullets that you got to kind of, you know, check the box. So you check the box. He wants to do it. You check the box. We need him, perhaps check the box that you know he's capable and so we're probably three for three there but you know Gunther's young and he's coming along he's had some some good wins and uh, he seems to be in the practice room separating himself from um, you know other opponents that have maybe maybe been tight and it's starting to widen the gap and that's what we want to see and we got to see it out in the in the mat as well but um you know, some of that takes a while to carry over. One of the things that uh, you pointed out, David, Iowa has three guys entered here at 165 pounds. Alex Marinelli, Caleb Young, Joey Gunther. What else do you have your eye on at 165? I'd like to see an IMR Valencia match. I, I don't know if that would be the way it was originally drawn up. It looked like it'd be in a, a possible semi, but with Jordan being out, you know, I think Valencia will be on the bottom half of the bracket. Depends on how they rank or seed it, you know. So, I mean, we have Walsh where he'd be seated uh, now second and Clark last third and Valencia fourth, so that could still happen. And, you know, I, you know, you go back a couple years ago where Valencia blew IMR out in uh, freestyle. Obviously, there are different dudes now, but that'd be a great match to watch. A couple California guys getting after it. Got some uh, 
you know, every weight here at the Midlands is pretty, is pretty deep. We got 174, you know, looking ahead to that, Zahid Valencia, number four from Arizona State, number five, Alex Meyer from Iowa, returning All-American, number 13, Zach Brunson. Um, I want to start this weight over. Okay. 74 is good, but it's not that great. It's just top-heavy. Yep. It's good at the top. Yep. Moving on to 174 pounds, number four, Zahid Valencia of Arizona State, number five, Alex Meyer from Iowa, number 13, Zach Brunson from Illinois, number 17, David Kocher from South Dakota State. Also got Leland Weatherspoon returning All-American rank number 12, Ryan Christensen of Wisconsin, number 22, potentially Matt Reed from Oklahoma. When you look at this one, it's it's not as deep as some of the other weights here, but it's certainly got some top guys, um, you know, at the top. It's top heavy, as you mentioned, David. What are you What are you looking for at 174? I'll be interested to see if they see Meyer or Valencia one. I mean, Meyer certainly has an argument for it. We we put Valencia one spot ahead of Meyer because he beat Real Budo, but they're both undefeated. It'd be you could argue Meyer just as easily. Um, and that'll probably determine who gets, uh, you know, Brunson and who gets the winner of Weatherspoon, Coaster, or however they seed that. So it, it'd probably be nice to see Meyer not wrestle Weatherspoon again, but, you know, we'll see. I, I anticipate it being Tahit and uh, Meyer in the finals, and I think that'd be a really good match. So I think it'd be fun to watch. 184 might be the best weight in the tournament when when you look at the entries. I mean, there, there's not going to be Pat Downey here. It sounds like he's out. Uh, but, you know, you mentioned earlier uh, Miles Martin down as one of the guys that's, that's entered here, uh, the, the returning national champion from Ohio State who's ranked sixth. You also have returning NCAA finalist T.J. Dudley from Nebraska, defending Big Ten champ Sam Brooks from Iowa. Uh, Nate Jackson, returning All-America, All-American from Indiana, who's ranked seventh. Um, you know, keep going down the list. Jordan Ellingwood, number 16 from Central Michigan, number 10, Nick Ravina from Rutgers, number 13, Jack Deckow from Old Dominion, number 15, Ian Baker from Princeton, number 17, Mike Machiavellio of North Carolina State, number 24, Mitch Sliga from Northwestern. David, what uh, when you think of this this weight? I mean, obviously, a bunch of guys who could win this tournament. Who do you think is going to be there? You know, wrestling for the title when this thing's all done on the night of the thirtieth. I have no idea, and I think it's awesome. I think you could make an argument that any of these four guys could be seated number one. And you know, I mean, the only guy that has an official loss is Miles Martin. Uh, you know, he lost in the All Star, but that doesn't count. So I'm very interested to see how this works, you know, if they with Martin and Nate Jackson moving up. But those guys will all be seated one through four in some order. That obviously determines matchups. And, you know, what's interesting is they're all Big Ten guys. So, and then you've got Gravina from the Big Ten as well, Sliga from the Big Ten. And then you, you know what, that Nickel's going to be in there come Big Ten tournaments. This is an absolutely awesome weight. It's worth uh, – you know, worth watching the tournament just to see this. I I guess if I had to pick, it's hard to pick against Dudley and Martin just because they both made the finals last year, but who knows? They could end up on the same side of the bracket. 
I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if Sammy Brooks was the one, number one seed and those guys 2-3. I really am interested to see how they seed this. Um, but I know no matter what the matchups are, even starting in the quarters, and we have Dekau, who was an All-American two years ago, who's probably going to get seeded seven. That's how good this weight is. That's crazy. We're going to head to 197, eight top 25 guys. You know, the guy that I, I'm most interested to see how he does at this weight class is the three-time D3 national champion, Riley Lefevre of Wabash. Uh, but you also have number five, Nate Roder of South Dakota State, number 10, Aaron Studebaker from Nebraska, number 11, Brett Harner from Princeton, number 13, Ryan Wolf from Ryder, uh, Kevin Beasley ranked number seven from Old Dominion, number 18, Brad Johnson from Oklahoma, number 23, Sean Scott from Northern Illinois. What uh, what do you have your eye on here, David? Same thing as you. I want to see how Lefevre does. I think he's representing all the D3 guys. I think that's really cool. Um, I think he beat Sudebaker earlier in the year. So, I mean, I think that puts him in line to probably get the two seat, maybe the three, but probably the two away from Rotor. Um, you know, South Dakota State's trying to punch through and get some All-Americans this year. If Rotor can win this weight, that'll really help him. But yeah, I'm with you. I, I want to see how the how the fever does. I think that that's going to be a cool storyline. So I mean, I don't know the kid, but I hope he does well. I hope he represents and you know doesn't get butterflies and just wrestles like he can. Looking ahead to heavyweight, got some top guys there as well. Number two, Connor Medbury from Wisconsin. You know, we could see the the debut this season from Sam Stoll, who's ranked number sixth. Ranked number six. Iowa coach Tom Brand said, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago, if we see him, it'll be in a limited capacity. So I don't think we'll be seeing Stoll till the end. Um, but also number eight, Tanner Hall from Arizona State. Number 11, Brooks Black from Illinois. Number 14, Colin Jensen from Nebraska. Number 17, Ray O'Donnell from Princeton. Number 19, Ross Larson from Oklahoma. Number 21, Garrett Ryan from Columbia. I think a lot of interesting things could happen here, but uh, aside from Medbury and Hall, and you know, you take Stoll out of the equation because, as as I mentioned, if we see him, it's going to be in a limited capacity. Uh, David, who do you see breaking through? Who who can challenge Connor Medbury and Tanner Hall and possibly break through and and break up a potential final between those two? Medbury feels like he's really jump levels. I mean, I, you know, I've watched him wrestle a couple of times, and Medbury feels like he's closer to Kyle Snyder than he is closer to the rest of the field. I mean, you know, he really dominated Ty Walls. Um, you know, Tanner Hall's good. He's smaller, so that gives some other guys a chance. I mean, maybe Brooks Black, um, maybe Jensen, you know, I, I'm happy to see Stoll on, you know, at least on the Iowa entry list. And I, you know way better than me what's going on up in Iowa, but hope to see him at least wrestle a couple matches. Um, I, I think as fans, we all like to see a team race where there's as many teams in it as possible. And Iowa needs Sam Stoll to be in it. So, you know, I hope he's, you know, I hope he's healthy and you can wrestle well and, you know, Ross Larson hasn't had a great first half of the year, but he's a dangerous dude. If he gets on top and boots you up, he can he can turn some guys that maybe on paper he's not supposed to beat. So if I had to pick a dark horse that way, it'd probably be him. 
you know, looking at this thing from a team standpoint, uh, you know, we've, we've mentioned Iowa not going to be uh, fully loaded for this tournament. When you take uh, Clark and, and potentially Stoll out of the equation, uh, Marinelli is not going to be brought out for this tournament for team scoring purposes. Um, who's the favorite here? Is, is Iowa the favorite? Is Nebraska the favorite? And, and after that, uh, how do you see things shaking out after those top two teams? I think Iowa's the favorite just because they've won that tournament so many years in a row. But Nebraska's really in a position where they can do some damage and, and maybe win. And then, you know, I looked at our team rankings, and the teams after that, we have 10, Illinois, 11, Wisconsin, Arizona State, and South Dakota State are tied at 14. You know, I think that just comes down to probably, if they all wrestle close to their seed, just who gets the most bonus points. And sometimes that's who comes through on the back and picks up a couple or a couple injury default wins. So um, I, I think it's a two-horse race at the top. I, I see those teams probably being 15, 20 points ahead of the other schools. Um, and, it, and it looks like they could hit head up at a couple weights. You know, certainly at 25, they could hit head up. 84, they could hit head up um, for sure. So 33, same thing. Well, I guess Clark's not wrestling, so. But there's several weights where they could bump into each other. And, you know, Iowa's dominated that tournament for years. But, you know, like I said, Coach Snyder feels like Nebraska's ready to go. When you look at it, they got seven guys ranked in the top 14 in our rankings. So I think they're positioned to do really well at this tournament. And I hope the team race is interesting. I think that makes it more fun for people to watch. Well, let's turn the page to the Southern Scuffle here. We got, uh, you know, yeah, absolutely as much talent uh, going to be on the mat there. It, it's really fascinating to, to compare these two tournaments year by year next to each other. Uh, certainly this year, um, you know, the scuffle loaded once again, number three, you know, looking at it, the, the thing on paper with the teams, you got uh, ranked teams, you got number one, Oklahoma state, number six, Missouri, number eight, Cornell, number nine, Lehigh, number 12, Minnesota, Number 14, Stanford. Number 17, Northern Iowa. Number 21, Penn. But breaking this thing down weight by weight, uh, we're going to start at the top again, 125 pounds. Number three, Dylan Peters of Northern Iowa. Number seven, Darian Cruz of Lehigh. Number eight, Jack Mueller of Virginia. Number 10, Sean Russell of Edinburgh. Number 11, Barlow McKee from Missouri. Number 12, Nick Piccinini from Oklahoma State. Uh, number 14, Nathan Kreiser from Campbell. A couple other guys in there as well who are ranked in the 20 to 25 range. Uh, David, you know, we've talked a lot about Jack Mueller in, in the season that he's had, you know, week by week. Um, we've watched him climb the rankings all the way from, uh, I, I believe he was right on the fringe at the beginning of the year, maybe 25 all the way up to number eight now. Um, do you think he's ready to make that move? And in, in win a tournament like this? I don't know, but I think it's I think it's a great story. I think he's a guy sleep people are sleeping on. He's you know he's had a, a great season. He's kind of like Kalajic. He's had great wins. He hasn't lost. Um, other guys are getting the benefit of the doubt, deservedly so, because they've got a longer track record. And he's a true freshman out of Texas. But I mean, he, he's legit, and I think you know. You got Piccinini coming off of a neutral fall loss, uh, Barlow McGee coming off of injury, Crazer lost at App State, and uh, Ethan Lysak coming back, you know, after serving the suspension. And Minnesota's got a couple guys like that where they're 
they're going to be ranked. If we ranked those guys, they would be higher than 12. But to me, Mueller's a story of 25 just to see how he does. And I'm excited to see that. Um, but he seems like a kid that wrestles with no fear. So that's, that'll be, and that alone will be fun to watch. Moving on to 133 pounds, number six, Cade Brock, the high-seeded guy here, a guy who comes in on fire after winning that uh, uh, you know, major decision victory against Mark Gray of Cornell. You also have number nine, Scott Parker from Lehigh, a guy that's uh, surged up the rankings here in the last month. Number 10, Kevin DeVoy from Drexel. Number 11, Connor Schramm from Stanford. Number 15, Mark Gray. From Cornell, number 18, Mitch McKee from Minnesota. Number 21, ja- Josh Albert from Northern Iowa. Uh, besides Brock, what else do you have your eye on at 133 pounds for the scuffle? I, I want to watch Scotty Parker wrestle, and I want to watch Shram wrestle at 33 and see how he does. Um, uh, you know, I mean, he was making 25, so will he look smaller? Was he killing himself? And now, you know, now he's you know, wrestles with a higher energy level. So those, that, that'll play. Cade Brock was so impressive against Mark Gray. You know, can he keep that up? Because he's awfully good. And, you know, it's, but he, and he wrestled great against a really good kid, but it's a two-day weigh-in and everything else. And I know Cade, and he's a tough kid. He's a great kid. It'll be interesting to watch. If he can win this tournament, that puts Oklahoma State where they they could see him as a potential top four, top three guy. So, and that's important for them because they don't have a lot of guys right now that they feel like are locks for the finals. 141 is going to be absolutely awesome. Number one, Dean <laughs> Heil, the returning NCAA champ. Number two, Joey McKenna from Stanford. Number four, Randy Cruz from Lehigh. Number seven, George DiCamillo from Virginia. Number eight, Joey Ward from North Carolina. Number 11, Matt Manley from Missouri. You've got Jaden Ironman making the move up from 33 to 41. Timmy Box from North Carolina, North, North, Northern Colorado, excuse me, ranked number 22, number 23, Jared Prince from Navy, Tommy Thorne coming back from Minnesota. Is there a better weight in the tournament than this one? I don't think so. I mean, you, you're looking at a lot of returning All-Americans, plus like a kid like Manley that was the five seed and wrestled injured last year. I mean, it feels like Heil and McKenna are the class of the field, but they wrestle close matches, you know, so that, you know, it can happen. Um, Randy Cruz has had a really, really good year. You know, Lehigh's had a really good year. They've kind of been under the radar, but when you start looking at how good they are, they're good. And I'm I'm interested to see what's going to happen with Missouri. If they moved Ironman up, is this a temporary thing? Is it a permanent thing? Is this maybe Mizzou saying that Manley's really injured and isn't going to be able to wrestle? Um that, that's going to be interesting. And, and D. Camillo, again, if these Virginia guys at 25 and 41 can put up points, you know as well as I do at, at the Nationals, you have a couple guys that can go deep. You don't have to have 10 studs to you know to be in the top 15 in the country. And I think we'll see where UVA is, you know, just in these first three weights, you know, where they are and how many points they can score. So, And then Joey Ward, who took a tough loss early in the years and battled his way all the way back to eighth in the rankings, he's the only one that beat Heil last year. So, I mean, he could catch him uh, in the semifinal. So, lots of interesting matchups here for sure. At 149 pounds, number three, Anthony Kalika from Oklahoma State. Number four, LaVon Mays from Missouri. Number eight, uh, Patricio Lugo from Edinburgh. Number 10, Lake Gardner from Lehigh. Number 12, Max Thompson from Northern Iowa. 
Number 17, Matt Zovostowski from Appalachian State. Number 18, Joey Galasso from Cornell. Number 21, Matt Zamato from Drexel. Are we going to see Chapter 75 <laughs> of the College of May series here in the last year? I'm glad you counted it up, and they're like 37 apiece, right? <laughs> so, yeah, I think so. I don't know. I think the guy you and I talk about privately the most at this weight that's in this bracket is Max Thompson. You know, he's had a really good season, and he's beaten all the guys he's supposed to. And this is a chance for him to jump levels. You know, if he can beat one of those or more than one of those guys above him and, you know, have another All-American candidate for Coach Schwab, that's, that's a big opportunity for him. He's a really solid kid. He, you know, he wrestles really well fundamentally. He doesn't get out of position. Good cardio, all those kind of things. It'll be interesting to see if if they rank them the way we have them seated. He'd have Gardner in the quarters and then Kalika in the semis um, if he were able to get past Gardner. Um, and Mays and Lugo, if that would happen in the semis, that'd be a really interesting match too. Just different styles. Lugo was winning uh, against Micah Jordan before he got caught and cradled. So. Um, he's a high upside guy too. I, I think, you know, I, I know I'm, you know, I know Oklahoma state and Missouri want to see that match again, because it means we're in the finals, but maybe the fans might want to see at least one upset along the way there. So. Moving ahead to 157. We've talked a lot about what to do with Dylan Palacio and Joe Smith in the rankings. And, and, you know, you decided to leave them in there, even though they were, uh, idle most of the first uh, half of the season. Palacio will make his debut. He's ranked number two. Uh, Joe Smith, number three from Oklahoma State. Number six, Joey LaValle from Missouri. Number nine, Jake Short from Minnesota, a guy that uh, has moved up the rankings pretty steadily here in the last uh, three or four weeks. Uh, he comes in ranked number nine. Number 12, Andrew Atkinson from Virginia. Number 14, Jordan Cutler from Lehigh. Number 17, May Bethea from Penn. Number 23, Joseph Moon from North Carolina. Can somebody step up and, and break up a Palacio-Smith finals match in your mind? Yeah, I think so, just because between them they have one match, right? You know, I mean, Joe yep. looked good the other night against Cornell, which is of odd of all the schools he wrestled, it was Cornell. But uh, it's one match. You know, he's got some ring rust and certainly – you know, Dylan's got even more. He hasn't wrestled. It's a tough assignment to come out here. And, you know, it wouldn't shock you if, you know, Bethea or a Cutler or one of these guys, you know, caught these guys when they were just, like I said, a little rusty. Um, Joey LaValle's actually scoring a lot of points this year. His style the last couple of years was much more conservative, and he's opened it up. Um, you know, he wouldn't catch either one of those guys till the semis. But Jake Short has really had a great month. Uh, this last month climbing up and Jordan Cutler's really good and he's sneaky good. I, I keep saying that about Lehigh. Maybe we just need to start giving those guys more credit, but um, it'll be interesting if, if Smith and Palacio can make it to the finals with one match between them, their guys will continue to get better because they're, they're going to just shake the rust off and improve. So I think that's, that's an interesting thing to watch. I think fans want to see that match, but we'll see if it develops or not. Moving ahead to 165, another deep weight here. Number four, Daniel Lewis of Missouri. Number five, Mitch Minotti of Lehigh. Number nine, Nick Wanzek of Minnesota. Number 10, Bryce Steyert from Northern Iowa. 
Number 12, Brandon Walmack from Cornell. Number 13, Chandler Rogers from Oklahoma State. Number 15, Keaton Subject from Stanford. Number 17, Austin Matthews from Edinburgh. Number 19, Tyler Marinelli, Gardner-Webb. Number 20, Jake Faust from Duke. You know, you've spent a lot of time trying to figure out this season how to slot. Basically, the guys that we talked about from Wanzek, uh, all the way down to Matthews with Steyer, Womack, Rogers, subject right. in between. This is going to make your job a lot easier next week, isn't it? I think so, but then there'll probably be a bunch of upsets, and then stuff will happen at the Midlands, and I'll get a few more gray hairs. But, yeah. <laughs> and Wanzek and just came down from 74. I mean, we thought Larry Early was going to be here, and instead Wanzek came down. You know, the, the, I'll be watching how Wanzek does at 65, um, a buddy of mine who's a big Mizzou fan will we'll have a, a plate of wings bet on how much riding time Daniel Lewis has in the tournament. And then Chandler Rogers, whose ceiling is awfully high, yeah, but he does put himself in danger once in a while. You know, he's likely to pull at least one upset. Um, it wouldn't shock anybody if he made the finals. It wouldn't shock anybody if he got caught, you know, and was on the backside, you know, sooner than normal. So, He's a high risk, high reward guy. And uh and then Womack, you know, it's a guy that wouldn't you say he won eight hundred matches when he was in Alabama, right? So Yeah, I think four twenty two to be exact. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. So I he mean, only he only won eighty only won like eighty seven that one year. <laughs> it's gonna be a good weight. Um <laughs> and Minotti hasn't wrestled a lot this year either, so he's kind of in that boat that uh Palacio and Smith are in, so it'll be interesting to see how how he comes out of it as well. If 141 isn't the best weight at the scuffle, 174, you know, might be. You got number three Casey Kent from Penn, number six Brian Realbudo of Cornell, number seven Kyle Crutchmer of Oklahoma State, number eight Ryan Priest from Lehigh, number nine Taylor Lujan from Northern Iowa. Number 10, Ethan Ramos from North Carolina. Number 16, Jim Wilson from Stanford. Number 19, Jaden Bernstein from Navy. Number 21, Nick Key from Appalachian State. Number 23, Connor Bass from Duke. Also have Mark Hall in this bracket. How do you see him slotting in here? I don't – I think he has to slot in like wherever Christian Brucky would have been seated minus one. You know, because he lost to him. I think that's how that'll go. So I, I think that would probably put him right around the Jim Wilson, Ethan Ramos, Jaden Bernstein line. And good luck if he's your six, seven, eight seed if you're the you know, what the one, two or three seed and draw that guy in the quarters. That's hey, here's your junior world champion, number one recruit in the country, nice quarterfinal draw, right? So Yeah, absolutely. It's a, and the other thing about it, this weight is Casey Kent deserves to be where he's ranked, but he did catch fire at the Nationals. I mean, he needed a wild card to get into the Nationals. So it'll be interesting to see if he puts together, you know, a tournament and wins this thing. If he does, all power to him. You know, but because he's done so well at Nationals, it puts Real Budo and Crutch on the same side of the bracket. Priest Lujan should be a, an interesting match if that was the quarterfinal matchup, you know. And I think you and I were more impressed by Lujan when he lost against Virginia Tech, and how hard he wrestled that kid there than you know almost in any of his wins. You know, he's a guy that it, you better finish him quick because he's he will put you in some funk and he will come out on top. So, 
you're right. This is the deepest way, and we'll be it will sort a lot of things out. And and I think we're all kind of wondering is Penn State going to keep Hall redshirted or not? So it'll be interesting to see how there's there are guys that they're bringing on the roster wrestle as well. If if Hall does the best by far, Coach Sanderson is going to have an interesting decision to make. Going ahead to 184, number one, Gabe Dean from Cornell. He's bonused everybody to this point, uh, including number four, Nolan Boyd, who's the next highest guy in the, in the rankings here. Nolan Boyd from Oklahoma State comes in ranked fourth. Number 12, Drew Foster from Northern Iowa. Number 18, Chip Ness from North Carolina. Number 19, Bryce Carr from Chattanooga. Number 20, Hunter Gamble from Gardner-Webb. 22, Dakota Gear from Edinburgh and number 23, Nick Corba from Cleveland State. Is anybody going to keep it within eight against Gabe Dean this week? I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, Nolan Boyd's really good, and he majored him in Stillwater. I mean, I, I think you just have to give Gabe Dean his due until somebody does something to prove otherwise. I think he's probably the outstanding wrestler of the tournament because think he's going to beat the brakes off of everybody. And that's no offense to anybody else. He's just that good. So, and, and we talked about this in Midlands, almost everybody else in the top 10 is over in, you know, in, in Evanston. So I think he's just going to run through that bracket. Is there anybody else here or anything else here that uh, you're intrigued to see? Yeah, I, I think you, you look and see like, I mean, I think you see who takes third, because whoever takes third is probably going to be a, around a 12 guy. This weight was so loaded when the year started, and then, you know, Abinader redshirted, and then Nicholas got hurt, and right now Downey's not wrestling. And so suddenly, maybe finishing eighth here from a guy that wasn't in that original list isn't impossible, you know, where it felt like a, even getting to ninth, 10th, 11th, 12th was just going to be loaded, so... You know, I think, like, again, you and I is probably looking, can Drew Foster or, or you know, UNC, can Chip Ness wrestle up to that 3-4 spot and then, you know, use that momentum and, and try to get themselves a, a, you know, position for a good seed going in the second half of the year. But it feels to me like it's Dean and Boyd, and it feels like it's Dean, and not that that's a courageous statement, but it just feels like that's pretty likely to happen. At 197 pounds, uh, number one, Jaden Cox from Missouri. Number two, Brett Farr from Minnesota. Number four, Preston Weagle from Oklahoma State. Number 12, Frank Matisse from Pennsylvania. Number 16, Owen Scott from Cornell. First question, do you see anybody breaking up a possible Cox-Farr finals matchup? And if not, can Brett Farr take home the title this week? The first question, I think Far, you know, I, I don't, I think they wrestle in the finals. I think it's Cox and Far. You know, Far beat Weagle uh, really soundly in the duel, and it's a lot of adjustments to make that quickly. So it, I, I would favor Far. Uh, I was talking to a friend of mine, and you know, they were saying, look, if you didn't know who was who, and you just look at their statistics, you would think Far was the better guy this year, the way he's, he's dominating. But Jaden Cox is. When he's on, he's about impossible to score on, and you know he can just and he can go get to legs and get a takedown whenever he needs to, and he can do it against the best guys in the world, and that's no disrespect to anybody. Brett Farr is having an amazing year, and this match might be close, um, but I think Jaden Cox come March will 
I think he'll find another level. Um, but I think it's important for FAR to, you know, definitely make the finals, hold on to that high seed and high ranking because this is a way you do not want to be on the top half of the bracket and have to wrestle, you know, an Olympic medalist. You know, you want to be in the two or three holes. So that's important that he handles his business to the finals. And then he's kind of got a get-out-of-jail-free card. He can just go for it. And no matter what happens, he's in good shape. Looking at heavyweights, uh, another pretty deep weight here. Number five, Austin Schaefer from Oklahoma State. Number seven, Michael Crails from Minnesota. Number nine, Denzel Dejernet from Appalachian State. Number 10, Nathan Butler from Stanford. Number 12, Jared Johnson from Chattanooga. 13, Doug Valero from Lehigh. 16, Billy Miller from Edinburgh. 18, Craig Scott from Cornell. 20, Jacob Casper from Duke. 24, Dustin Dennison from Utah Valley. Also have redshirt. Mike Hughes from Hofstra, a guy that, uh, you know, if people listened to Matt chat last week with Jake Pataxel, uh, Jake pretty high on Mike Hughes and the top game stuff that yes. he's added here um, in the last year or so. Uh, you know, this this is another one where, where you know, in, in talking to you and, and, you know, doing the rankings, heavyweight, uh, some things have gotten jumbled up. Uh, this this could add some clarity as well in, in that uh, basically that nine through twenty range, which has kind of been a, a you know a little bit of a mess this year. It's been very fluid, and I think Schaefer gets the number one seed. Although he has a very small body of work at heavyweight, it's been impressive, and he's got the head-to-head win over Crails, who's pretty much you know they're. You know, A, B, 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 C, et cetera. So I think he has to be the one and the two there, those two guys. Um, I don't know where you see Hughes, but, you know, when I talked to, to Jake privately prepping for that interview, he's super high on Hughes. Papadatos is super high on him. I think that guy is going to kind of come out from under the radar because when guys redshirt, people forget about you. I think he'll probably finish in the top four or five. And I think if there was one guy that you picked that might not be seated in the top eight that could win the tournament at, at any weight here, I think it's him. Just because there hasn't been anybody super dominant at this weight year, and heavyweight tends to lend itself to a lot of one-point matches. So I, he's got a guy I'm definitely going to watch. Um, and, you know, if Schaefer can solidify himself at the top five, top six heavyweight, that's huge for Oklahoma State because the team race is tightening in all the rankings, no matter who's doing them. And, and those are points they didn't count on at the beginning of the year on paper. Or maybe they did, but none of us did in terms of giving them credit for that. Well, looking at the team race here, Oklahoma State, uh, probably the pretty clear favorite. Um, after that, you got Missouri, Cornell, Lehigh, Minnesota, Stanford, Northern Iowa, Penn. Is there a team that uh, can jump up in your mind over where they're ranked now and, and really overperform this week? You know, if there is, which one would it be? I think Minnesota and Lehigh. I think Minnesota picks up, you know, again, we had, they had two guys that weren't in the lineup for a semester that we both know would have been ranked. And so that's just an instant injection of points. So they're, they're really not number 12 in our rankings. They probably would be eight or nine, maybe even seven. And then, you know, Lehigh, they just got a lot of guys that are ranked, man. I mean, they got a lot of guys that are going to be in the quarters, in the semis, you know, in the top eight. And um, I think the way the scuffle scores this thing is you get to enter 15 guys and they automatically just count your top 10 guys 
you know, at each one at each weight, obviously, um, towards the team score. So, you know, they, they've got some guys, these schools that are deep, they've got some guys that can take other school guys out. Oklahoma State, I think, only has 10 guys entered. I don't know if they're going to add more, but they really could if those guys could get their, you know, get their, like, a Lou Wallen, a Jacoby Smith. I mean, you know, Jordan Rogers. I mean, they had three guys. They won Reno with their backups, right? And we talked about this a week ago. So, but I, I think Lehigh and Minnesota could could go up, and Mizzou's banged up right now. You know, what I mean, they're they're you know they're Barlow's just coming back. Um, uh, at forty one, they're not really healthy with Manley, and they've got uh, Ironman moving up. Um, Mays just came back from injury, uh, and Wisman was out with injury, and Nicholas is 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 done for the year. So. You know, Smith's done an unbelievable job with that program, but they, this probably isn't the peak time for them to be wrestling their best. So I think a couple of those other schools could have a good tournament and, and pass them. Well, that's going to do it for this week's show. David, thank you so much for your insights, as always. My favorite thing to do is talk about these tournaments, and next weekend will be an absolute chaotic disaster sorting all this out. So, You'll probably have plenty to hold me accountable for next next Wednesday, probably when we talk. Yeah, we're going to be coming at you a day later next week to to account for the final day of the Southern Scuffle. But uh, there's going to be plenty of stuff on track wrestling in the next week. We're going to have plenty of Midlands coverage. We're going to have uh, 007 Roger Moore will be down at the Southern Scuffle. Uh, also going to have uh, the clash 15 coming to you on track wrestling friday and saturday nine of the top 50 teams high school teams in the country number two um number two number three number four wow. in the national rankings there we're going to have number two clovis buchanan number three saint ed's number four lake highland prep um i think you know we're looking at like 27 ranked wrestlers um nationally ranked wrestlers as well as just a ton of depth on on those 32 teams that'll be duking it out up there in rochester minnesota so check that one out on track wrestling um that's going to do it for this week's show thanks so much david check back to trackwrestling.com throughout the next week for plenty of coverage you can also download us on itunes through the matt talk podcast network is part of the Matt Talk Podcast Network. For more wrestling podcasts, head over to matttalkonline.com.